Welcome to the official podcast of Apostolic Lighthouse. We'd like to thank you for listening today. We pray this message blesses you and encourages you to see that God is working in your life. Enjoy the message. Praise God. 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse number 2. For I am jealous over you with godly jealousy, for I have espoused you to one husband, that I may present you as a chaste virgin to Christ. But I fear, lest by any means as the serpent beguiled Eve through his subtlety, you so your minds should be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. And I want to preach on the subject that great day. That great day. Amen. You know, all the people in the world who are born again and walking with God are collectively called the church. The church is not a building, an organization. The church is a living, breathing organism. And that Holy Ghost we were singing about is the central theme that keeps the church together. Amen. It's the Holy Ghost inside of us. Amen. And we become the temple of God. And we all together collectively become every part of the body of Christ, the church. The Bible refers to this group of people as the body of Christ, also the kingdom of God, the flock, the household of faith, the household of God, and last but not least, the bride of Christ. Amen. And when we read toward the end of the book of Revelation, and we read about uh, what this is all about and what this is culminating to, praise God, we read a single verse in chapter 21, verse 9 of Revelation. It said, And there came unto me one of the seven angels, which had the seven vials full of the seven last plagues, and talked with me, saying, Come hither, I will show thee the bride the Lamb's wife. And we know the Lamb is Jesus Christ. Amen. He was the Lamb slain from the foundation of the world. He was the one that John the Baptist said, Behold the Lamb of God. Amen. Who taketh away the sins of the whole world. And the Lamb is Jesus. Amen. And He is the bridegroom. And He is preparing for a great wedding. Amen. And there's a bride, which is the church, that's getting herself ready praise God for that great day that's coming in the future John the Baptist said because he was the forerunner of Jesus he he pointed people to Jesus and got people ready for him and he said in John 3 29 he that hath the bride is the bridegroom but the friend of the bridegroom which standeth and heareth him rejoiceth greatly because of the bridegroom's voice this my joy therefore is fulfilled praise God Amen. The friend of the bridegroom, biblically speaking, is another way of saying the best man. Amen. John the Baptist. Amen. He he helped bring people to Jesus. Praise God. And he stood off to the side as he his job was done and he saw that Jesus was going to move on. John baptized with water, but Jesus was going to baptize with the Holy Ghost and fire. Praise God. And he was God Almighty. Amen. In human form. And we see that John 
said, the bridegroom, amen, is looking for the bride, praise God. And the bride is the church, it's the people of God. Apostle Paul spiritually compared the relationship between husband and wife in marriage to the relationship Jesus has with his church. Ephesians chapter 5 verse 25, husbands love your wives even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it. Verse 26 that he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of the water by the word that he might present it to himself. Amen. A glorious church not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing but it, that it should be holy and without blemish. Praise God. That's the church that we're a part of. There's only one church that Jesus died for. There's only one church that Jesus filled with the Spirit. There's only one church that Jesus is coming back for. Amen. And that's the church that was started in the book of Acts. Praise God. And we want to be part of that church because he's coming to take his bride home so he can have a wedding. Amen. Praise God. You know, in Bible times, a man and a woman were legally bound at the time of the espousal or betrothal. We call that the engagement now. The engagement now is, a, is much different than it was back then. It was much more binding. Amen. Not only, uh, you know, more, more in the religious side of things, uh, in the spiritual side of things, but, but also, amen, even legally, praise God. The espousable was just as binding as the actual marriage. And in fact, if the two did not want to go through with it, they would still have to get a divorce, praise God. Amen. Man, that's very interesting. We know that that Jesus, that Mary and Joseph, praise God, when jo they were espoused to each other, they were engaged. Amen. And when Joseph found out that she was pregnant, and it was nothing to do with him, and it happened after the espousal that he was going to put her away privately. Another version, another way of saying that he was going to divorce her because, see, they weren't married yet, but they were espoused. The engagement began. Amen. And then the marriage ceremony came later, but it was it was really a technicality because they were really married at the betrothal and the espousal. Praise God. Amen. Another interesting thing is that the woman back then would take her fiance's name at the time of the espousal. It wouldn't wait till the marriage ceremony, praise God. And Paul said he espoused us to one husband to present us to Christ. And as part of the espousal process for us as the church, amen, for our bridegroom, when we got betrothed to him, we take on the name of Jesus Christ in water baptism, praise God, hallelujah. Hallelujah, and that name means everything to us. That name opens doors for us, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Acts 4.12 said, Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men, whereby we must be saved. Acts 2.38, Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, not just some of you, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ. For what? For the remission or forgiveness of your sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Amen. We pray in that name. We call on that name in times of trouble. That name causes demons to tremble and back off. And we yes. use that name to see miracles take place in our lives. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, thank God. Thank you, Jesus. We're not waiting for the wedding ceremony. 
to take on his name. We already have it. Yes, we already have it. Colossians 3.17, whatsoever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God and the Father by him. Praise God. You. you see, God, it was his plan to come. Amen. He was Jehovah's Savior. God, our Savior. He, is, he came himself. He didn't send another. He came himself through the womb of Mary. Amen. A different manifestation. But it was him. Praise God. And he came to die for us. He came to get a bride. He came to get a church. Amen. And to take out a people. The Bible said, Acts 15, 14, Simeon, amen, that's another name, a way of saying Peter, amen, Simon Peter. Simeon had declared how God at the first did visit the Gentiles to take out of them a people for his name. Amen. Praise God. The bride of Christ has the name of Jesus all over it. Amen. The bride of Christ knows the significance of the name of Jesus. It's, there's no other name, amen, that can be saved in. There's no other name, amen. Praise God, it's the greatest name. God has highly exalted that name, amen. And every knee's going to bow and every tongue's going to confess that Jesus yes. is yes. the greatest Thank you, name ever. Thank you, Amen. So that name, the bride of Christ, that name is very important to this bride. Amen. In our text, Paul said what he said with, he said it with a godly jealousy. It was like he was kind of almost taken over for John the Baptist. He said, you know, I've espoused you to one husband. I'm trying to get you ready for the, for the ceremony. I'm trying to get you ready for this bridegroom, this holy, pure, and awesome bridegroom. I'm trying to get you ready. I'm trying to keep you from being spotted from this world and allowing the world, amen, to taint you and damage you, amen. You see, once we are espoused, we belong to him, amen. We are not our own anymore. We're bought with a price. Yes. Therefore, glorify God in your body yes. and in your spirit, yes. which are God's. Thank you. So we belong to him. And like, like the marriage ceremonies, amen, we need to do it right now at the espousal when they said forsaking all others. We need to forsake all others. No sweethearts on the side. We're espoused. We're spoken for. We're taken. We're reserved. We're Thank keeping ourselves for him. Thank you, Jesus. Because that great day is coming. And it's coming in light speed. It's coming in warp speed. Yes. Amen. I've been in this thing for about 38 years. Praise God. Amen. And we've talked, like my wife said Thursday, we've talked about it. We've preached about it. We've heard it. We've, we've, we've read about it. Amen. All these things, the end times and the coming of the Lord. But it's happening so fast. Mm -hmm. We got to be ready yes. for that great day. Yes, Jesus. Amen. He bought us with a great price of his blood and it's our obligation to keep ourselves pure for him. Paul was very concerned with the deception of the enemy. Amen. And enticements of this world that would cause us to be unfaithful to our bridegroom. Amen. He said, I, I, I'm worried that as, as, the, as the serpent beguiled Eve with his subtlety that we will be uh, deceived as well. Amen. And, and drawn away from the simplicity that is in Christ. And that's a, that word simplicity is another way of saying the sincerity, the purity and our undivided devotion that we should have in Christ. See, that's what really 
holiness is really all about. Amen. Is uh, us as the bride keeping ourselves unspotted and ready for the call. Because there's going to be a call that the bridegroom's coming. There's going to be a, 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 there's going to be a shout. There's going to be a trumpet sound. There's going to be some, some action here coming up here pretty soon. And amen. There'll be no time to mend. we got to be ready right now. Praise God. Ephesians 5.27, I read it, that he might present it to himself. He's going to present this bride to himself, a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but it should be holy and without blemish. We cannot allow anything to distract us from our first love. We must daily strive to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Amen. You know, there's a parable in Matthew chapter 25. Amen. And verse number one said, Then shall the kingdom of heaven be likened unto ten virgins, which took their lamps and went forth to meet the bridegroom. And five of them were five wise, and five were foolish. Amen. The wise were wise. They were called wise because in their lamps they had oil. Amen. And the foolish were called foolish because and they were all virgins. But in their lamps, they had no oil. They all had the, the lamp, they had the wicks, but they had only five had oil. And while they waited for the bridegroom to come, they all slumbered and slept, the Bible said. And then, amen, Matthew 25, when they least expected it, when they were caught, they were all kind of caught off guard a little bit there. Matthew 25, 6, and at midnight there was a cry made, Behold, the bridegroom cometh, go ye out to meet him. They all awoke and did the final preparation, trimming their wicks, amen, which you would do to get a brighter flame, amen, and doing all what they needed to do. But then the foolish realized, oh, my goodness, we're trimming our wicks, but we don't have any oil. Oh, well, we fell asleep. We're in bad shape. Hey, and they told the wise, hey, give us of your oil, amen. Nope, we don't have enough to share with anybody, amen. you got to go buy it somewhere. Folks, when the time comes, you're not going to be able to borrow somebody else's experience. Praise God. You're not going to be able, amen, to, to say, Mom, Dad, give me some of your oil. Give me some of your experience with God. Let me have a little bit of your Holy Ghost. Maybe if I rub up and down against you, I'll get, some, I'll get enough to, to make it when the bridegroom comes. Nope. Amen. You don't have it. Everybody's got to stand on your own two feet. When, when you're old enough to know right from wrong, when you're old enough, amen, to serve God, you need to make up your mind I'm going to put my soul in the hand of Jesus yes. I'm going to serve God I'm going to have my own walk with God yes. my own relationship with God it's not just because of my mom or dad anymore it's not because of grandma anymore it's because of me and Jesus I got to have my own oil yes, amen. amen and the oil is typified of the Holy Ghost praise God while the foolish virgins were gone to buy oil, the bridegroom came. The five wise were ready. They got up and they went with the bridegroom into the wedding feast. It was in this great building or whatever. Amen. And then the door was shut. Sometime later, the foolish virgins showed up. Amen. They say better late than never. No, not in this case. Amen. And showed up and they knocked on that same door that was shut. And they said, Lord, Lord, open to us. 
But the Lord of that wedding feast, he said, depart. He said, I don't know you. I don't know you. And the last verse of that story said in Matthew 25, 13, Watch therefore, for ye know neither the day nor the hour when the Son of Man cometh. Mark 13, 32, But of that day and that hour knoweth no man. Know not the angels which are in heaven, neither the Son, but the Father. Take ye heed, watch and pray, for ye know not when the time is. For the Son of Man is as a man taking a far journey, who left his house and gave authority to his servants, and to every man his work, and commanded the porter to watch. Watch ye therefore, for ye know not when the master of the house comes, at even, or at midnight, or at the cock crowing, or in the morning. Lest coming suddenly he find you sleeping. And what I say unto you, I say unto all, watch. We got to be alert, folks. Yes. We got to be alert. We, if we got to take, take our, you know, amen. If we have to take our spiritual five-hour energy shot right about now, this is time to do it. If we need to take our Red Bull, spiritually speaking, right now, we need to do it. Amen. We need to be alert. Amen. We need to be keeping our eyes open spiritually for all that's happening on this earth because it's telling a tale. It's telling a lot of things. Praise God. We need to be ready for the coming of the bridegroom. That great day could happen any time. Amen. Hebrews chapter 10. 24 said, and let us consider one another to provoke unto love and to good works. In other words, let us figure out how we can stir one another up, how we can encourage one another, how we can keep one another on the straight and narrow and going forward with Jesus. And he said the next verse, verse 25, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as their manner of some is, but exhorting one another at so much the more as you see the day approaching. Praise God. You say, oh, pastor, amen, we can't assemble together. We're not allowed to go to church. Oh, but my wife mentioned it on Thursday. You can assemble together. Amen. There's more than physically assembling. Praise God. We got to be together in one heart and one mind and one accord and in the spirit. We need to assemble together every Sunday morning at 10 o'clock. We need to assemble together every Thursday night at 7 p.m. We need to assemble together on Tuesdays to pray and to fast together. Amen. Two or three are gathered together in my name. I'm in the midst. We yes, need to assemble amen. together. We need to call one another. We need to encourage one another. Praise God. We need to stay in contact. Praise God. And keep this thing together because that day is quickly approaching. That great day. Amen. Second Timothy 1.12 For I know whom I have believed and am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. I know whom I have believed. And so that day is the day of the Lord. I, am, I know what's going on. I know, amen, that the day is coming. I've committed something to him. What have you committed, folks? Do you got something committed to him? Praise God. Do you have something committed? What is your commitment? What is your level of commitment? Praise God. 
Amen. It's so easy to put things off until tomorrow. But sadly, tomorrow is not just the next 24-hour period. Tomorrow, amen, is just a convenient way of saying, I'm going to kick the can down the road of my life, and I'll get to it someday. But let me tell you something. When he comes, there'll be no time to find the oil. When he comes, or the bridegroom is announced to come, there'll be no time to get ready and to make things right. The Bible said he will come in a moment in the twinkling of an eye. The only advance warning we will receive will be the signs of the end times. Luke 21, 28, and when these things begin to come to pass, then look up and lift up your heads, for your redemption draweth nigh. Verse 31, so likewise ye, when ye see these things come to pass, know ye that the kingdom of God is nigh at hand. He said these things, you read up a little bit earlier in that chapter, these things are earthquakes. These things are wars and rumors of wars. These things are famines and pestilences. And pestilence are plagues and diseases and pandemics. These things are fearful sights and great signs. And these things are religious persecution. Amen. Let's open our eyes wide and see that these things are coming to pass right in front of our eyes, which means that so soon and shortly the bridegroom will be coming. Amen. We need oil in our spiritual lamps at all times. We need to have the wick trimmed so that our light can burn bright in this world for him. Let's be faithful to our bridegroom and keep ourselves pure from him. There is a wedding that awaits all of us, the likes of which we have never experienced before. It's going to be spectacular. It's going to be fantastic. It's going to be awe-inspiring. It's going to be breathtaking. Revelation 19 verse 7 said, Let us be glad and rejoice and give honor to him, for the marriage of the Lamb is come, and his wife hath made herself ready. And to her was granted that she should be arrayed in the fine linen, clean and white, for the fine linen is the righteousness of the saints. And he saith unto me, Write, Blessed are they which are called unto the marriage supper of the Lamb. Praise God. It's going to be beautiful. Eye hath not seen, ear hath not heard, neither hath it entered into the heart of man, but God had prepared for them that love him. Oh, but he's given us a little taste of it in his spirit. He's revealed some of it in his spirit to us, praise God. But the best is yet to come. And as we get to the end of the Bible, as we get to the last chapter and almost down to close to the last verse of the Bible, amen, about four verses from the end, the Bible says in 2217 of Revelation, and the Spirit and the Bride say, Come. And let him that heareth come. And let him that is a thirst come. And whosoever will, let him take the water of life freely the spirit and the bride the bride is the church some of you listening right now some of you watching right now maybe you're not part of this bride yet maybe you haven't been born again of water and spirit maybe you haven't been baptized in Jesus name and filled with the Holy Ghost that's what qualifies us to enter in and become part of this church and this bride amen I encourage you the Holy Ghost and the bride say come on whoever whosoever will come on everybody's welcome take of the water of life freely Oh, let's pray. Let's pray.
What an incredible message. Thank you again for joining us on the podcast, and may God bless you.